0: So I want to talk to you today about trust issues. I think specifically for Chicago people, we got some trust issues. I mean, think about it. If you're ever walking down the street and somebody comes by you and says just hi, right away you're like, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? I don't know you, right? We have trust issues. We don't just open up to everybody. We don't just throw ourselves out there. And and I get it. A lot of us, we have trust issues for valid reasons. You know, maybe you, you put your trust in somebody who was supposed to be there and they weren't. Maybe you trusted that a parent would come through and they didn't. Maybe you put your trust in a friend and you had that trust betrayed. And every time trust falls or trust fails, we struggle more and more with the next person or the next thing we want to put our trust in. And the problem is when it comes to times like what we're living in, where things are becoming more difficult and less reliable, we're not sure when we're going to go back to school. We're not sure when Excel is going to open up again. We're not sure even when the vaccine is going to come out and when it's going to be available to people who are struggling with this whole COVID situation. There's all these uncertainties. And when there's uncertainty, there's difficulty in putting your trust in things. See, we have trust issues, but there's a few things I need us to understand is that we have to do something about this trust. We can't live in a world where we just are okay with having trust issues. And specifically, I don't think the issue is trust in and of itself. It's where we place our trust. So if you have your Bibles, I'd love for you to open up to one of my favorite Proverbs. Uh, Proverbs Chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, if you have your Bibles, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, listen to what the word says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will make your path straight. I think this is an important verse for us to really look at and I wanna break down just a few key aspects of the first sentence here, the first aspect of this verse. And if you're taking notes, the first thing I need you to understand is that we all have to trust, but our trust is in the Lord. Here's what I mean by that. Everyone has trust, okay? Every one of us have trust, and because we all have trust, we have to place it somewhere. We all place our trust in someone or something. Some of us place our trust in relationships, either a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a best friend. Some of us place our trust in family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your cousin. Some of us place our trust in institutions, right? I trust in my education, or I trust in the medical profession. I put my trust in the government. I don't know about that one, but we all have Have these areas where we place our trust. And even for those of you who are cynical and like, no man, I trust nobody. I don't have trust for anything, then you're trusting yourself. You're trusting that you're right in what you're deciding. See, our trust has to go somewhere. It can't just be thrown up in the air. Trust is placed somewhere. And here, the author of this proverb, Solomon, the wisest man outside of Jesus, is trying to get you to understand something. Because we all have trust, because we have to place our trust somewhere, I am asking you to consciously place your trust in the Lord. In other words, make a decision to trust God. Decide that my trust will be put in you, God. My trust will be put in the Lord. Listen, Psalm 56, verse 3 through 4. But when I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. I praise God, for he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Listen, I love that the the author of Psalm here is acknowledging, hey, there's going to be moments when I'm afraid. And when I'm afraid, I'm going to trust you. When I'm afraid, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to decide to trust you, God to believe that you're going to take care of me, to believe that you're going to handle this, to believe that you're in control, to believe that all this is in your hands. I trust you. Part of our disappointment comes from misguided trust, from placing our trust in the wrong things. And because we've been burned so often by putting our trust in people and places and things, that now we do that same thing with God. And sometimes we even think, our trust in God has failed us. But trusting in God is different than trusting in a specific outcome. See, trusting God means trusting him and the process and the outcome. Meaning God, whatever comes out of this, I trust that it's for your glory. Whatever comes out of this, I trust that it's for the best. It's not trusting God if you've already made up your mind on how things are gonna come out. See, we have these expectations and when our expectations aren't met, we feel like our trust failed. Think about it this way. Have you ever maybe seen a trailer for a movie, and uh, the trailer said one thing, and when you watch the movie, it was another thing. Sometimes we hate the movie because we expected something else. Even if the movie was good, our expectations weren't met, and so we're disappointed. Some of our trust issues come, especially the ones we have with the Lord, when we had expectations on what we think God should do, and when God doesn't do it, we're upset we're hurt and we start to lose trust. You have to trust that God is in control and no matter what the outcome, he will be with us and he will be guiding us. But again, this is why Solomon adds to that. This is why he says, because he understands that a lot of us, we we think we know what God should do when we ask God, when we wait on God. What we're saying when we trust God is God, I trust you to do what I think is best. And that's where Solomon adds, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. If you're taking notes, number two is to trust wholeheartedly, right, wholeheartedly. In other words, uh, without a divided heart. All the way in. If you're going to trust God, you got to trust God all the way. You you can't halfway trust God. You can't halfway do it. You have to be willing to go 100% in with the Lord. Meaning there's no plan B. There's no backup. There's no just in case God doesn't come through. God, my trust is in you and you alone. I've I've often used this illustration. Uh, It's like uh, diving into a pool. You can't halfway dive. you either got to throw yourself all the way in or you're going to belly flop. And if you throw yourself all the way in a dive, it's smooth, it's clean, it's fast, you're good. But if you hesitate, if you halfway do it, you end up belly flopping and you end up hurting yourself. Oftentimes when our trust is half-hearted, when our trust is kind of in God but kind of in something else, we are setting ourselves up for further trust issues. When we're unwilling to fully trust the Lord, to fully hand ourselves over, to say, God, my trust is in you and you alone. We're not going to be able to sustain what's going to happen as a result of our trust issues, unless we're willing to give it to God 100%. Listen, Psalm 28, verse 7 says, The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me, and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. You know, I was laughing uh, as I was thinking about this because, Right now, my daughter, she's about to turn one in about a week, and she trusts me way too much. There are times where I'm carrying her, and she'll throw herself, and she just trusts that I got her. There's times where she'll launch herself at me, and she just trusts that I got her. Like, there's moments where I'm like, girl, if I wasn't holding you, you would have cracked your head open. But she trusts that her father will be there that her father is going to be there. And she trusts me wholeheartedly to carry her, to hold her, to bathe her, to do all the things that she can't do for herself. She trusts that her father is going to be able to do it. Listen, Psalm 86, verse 11 through 13. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I might fear your name. I will praise you, Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify your name forever, for great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the depths and from the realm of the dead. And so we have to be willing to put our trust in God and God alone, to not allow our hearts to waver, to not allow ourselves to think, well, maybe God will come through, but just in case he doesn't, I'm going to also do this. I'm going to also lean on this. I'm going to also rely on that. Why should God come through for you then? Because if God comes through, he's not going to get the credit. He's not going to get the glory. See, God isn't just in it for himself. Obviously, he's in it for you, but his glory is for the utmost. And so we have to be willing to understand that God's going to move, but only if we're willing to put our trust fully in him. The other thing is, if our trust isn't fully in him, then we're not going to do all the things he asks us to do. We're only going to be halfway in. We're only going to be halfway there. Think about it, if you're uh, you know, standing right by Lake Michigan and, and you got one foot on that concrete and one foot on the water and you try to stand straight, the water's going to win because it's unstable. You're just going to fall into the lake. Well, it's the same way if you put your trust in God, he's solid, but you put your trust in anything else, that's unstable. And if you try to do both, you're just going to fall. We have to be willing to trust in God our whole way. And here's the problem. Part of the reason why I think he says trust him with your whole heart is because sometimes we get caught up in our head. We end up overthinking the things that God is trying to say. Because a lot of times the things that God wants us to trust him with don't make sense. The things that God asks us to do don't make sense. And when it doesn't make sense up here, we have a problem over here. And that's why he goes on to say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, right? Because trust goes over your head. Trust is so far beyond your thinking. Don't depend on your own understanding. Don't worry about whether or not it makes sense to you. A lot of what God does makes no sense to us. And it's not about making sense, right? If you knew how it worked out and you understood all that, you wouldn't have to trust God. You could trust the process. But we don't trust the process or the outcome. We trust the one behind it all. We trust the Lord. Listen, Isaiah 55, verse 8 through 9. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. There's been so many times where God has tested me to trust him, to just trust in his way, to trust what he's asking me to do. I remember there was a situation uh, when I was a young adult, maybe 18, 19 years old. I was having issues with with leadership, with people. I had my trust betrayed in relationships. Yeah, I was having a lot of issues. And and it was one of those situations where I thought, man, I just want to go away. And I had an opportunity with my former youth pastor who was visiting from California, who offered me an opportunity to go with him to California, to intern under him. I would get a car, I'd get a stipend. Uh, I could start pursuing ministry as I really felt that God was calling me to do. And this all seemed great. And, And in my mind, this is the answer. This is God opening the door. But as I began to pray, I got a sense from the Lord that that wasn't the answer. That instead, God wanted me to stay in Chicago and work at Target. And I'm thinking, I don't wanna work at Target. Right? I was out of a job at that point. Uh, I was in the process of looking for something. There was an opportunity to work at Target, but I do not want to work retail. I do not want to be in that world. I didn't want to do that thing. And I felt like the Lord was telling me, I want you to stay, and I want you to work there, and I want you to just keep serving at church. So I decided to do that. I stayed. I served the new youth pastor that had come in, and I worked at Target in the human resource department. Here's the funny thing. Five years later, I become the youth pastor of the youth group that I grew up in. I don't know what would have happened in California, but the guy who was mentoring me, he didn't leave for another 10 years. So I don't know if the same doors would have opened, if the same opportunities would have opened. What I do know is, one, God had a plan for my life where he had me, and I had to trust him. Even though it didn't make sense to me, I had to trust him that where he has me is where he wants me. Number two... I didn't understand that in the process where I was at, I was gonna learn so much. I didn't understand how being in the in the business world, working in the human resource department, being the leader in that area was gonna translate into ministry. But so much of it did. So much of my position, which was staffing and development, Kind of ironic considering so much of my ministry is raising up leaders, developing students, making disciples. And I learned some critical and important aspects of my leadership while working those five years at Target understanding how to work with difficult people, understanding how to work with a team, understanding how to have a process. I didn't go to Bible college. I didn't have any formal training. I didn't have the opportunities I did. I didn't realize that I would spend five years working right under one of the best pastors I know, learning how to love teenagers, learning how to preach the gospel, learning how to do the things that God called me to do. None of that made sense to me in my mind, but I put my trust in God. I wholeheartedly laid it out and said, Lord, I I don't get it. I don't understand what you want. I don't want to even be here. But I trust you, God. I trust you with all my heart. And I'm not going to depend on what I know or don't know. I'm going to depend on you. I say all that specifically in this time because I think it's easy with all the uncertainty and all the things going on for our trust to waver. For us to begin to doubt God, for us to begin to doubt everything, and to begin to feel like I can't trust anyone. And that's just not the way God wants us to live. Think about it like this We all have trust, right? I said that earlier. I'm amazed at the level of trust that we give physicians, doctors. Think about it. How well do you actually know your doctor? Do you even know their first name? Do you know their family? Do you know where they live? You ever hung out with them? You ever had a conversation with them? I mean, even if you have the same doctor, a lot of us, we just show up at the clinic and whatever doctor meets us that day, meets us that day. We don't even know whether or not they graduated first in their class or last in their class because as long as they graduated, they're all doctor. And yet, we put so much trust in these men and women. We trust them enough to take our clothes off in front of them to allow them to poke and prod us, to prescribe drugs to us, to inject us with needles, and to even if necessary, completely open up our body and dig through our insides. This is the level of trust that we give to humans, to men and women who are great. I love doctors, I love what they're able to do, I love that God has enabled them to do it. But the truth is we trust in their title, the fact that they're a doctor, We trust them completely, and we trust that they know more than us. That's why we put our trust in them, because they have a title. They're a doctor, because um, we are willing to be vulnerable behind that title. We're willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. That's why we take the medicine. That's why we allow the injections. That's why we lay down under the knife. And we trust that you know better than I do, because I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical school. I wasn't trained. I'm going to believe that you know better than me. All I'm saying is, if we're willing to do that for people, for human beings, for doctors, who as great as they are, are fallible, as great as they are, are just human, and they make mistakes over and over again. That's why they have malpractice insurance. That's why they have to get protected, because as good as they're trying, they're going to mess up. And yet, if we're willing to put that much trust in them, all I'm saying is, why can't we put that level of trust in the Lord? to trust in his title, that he is the Lord, that he is supreme, that he is the one that guides us and dictates and says what we need to do, to allow our whole heart to trust him and to understand that, God, maybe you do know better than me. Maybe you can see things in a way that I can't see things. Maybe you're God and I'm not. This is where I think it's important for us to understand. I'm not saying stop trusting doctors. I'm saying are you willing to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will make your path straight. I want to start closing here with this poem that I read from A.B. Simpson. It says, how often we trust each other and only doubt our Lord. We take the word of mortals And yet distrust his word. But oh, what light and glory would shine over all our days if we always would remember God means what he says. I want you to understand something. I get trust issues. And I get the struggle that you and I are all going through right now. I know it's not an easy time. But I trust that God's in control. I trust that God knows what he's doing. I trust that God has a plan for our lives, not to hurt you or to harm you, but to give you life and life in abundance. I trust in his word that guides me in my life and shows me what I need to do. I trust that when I pray, he hears me and understands my heart. I trust him so much that I can worship him and glorify him, even when things don't seem to be going so well. I'm asking you, would you be willing to consciously put your trust in God as well? to give it to him wholeheartedly, to believe and understand that he knows better than you do and that we can trust God. That doesn't mean we don't do anything. That doesn't mean we just lay back and say, God, you handle it. I'm gonna trust God with whatever he asked me to do, however he asked me to do it. But my trust is in him and him alone. And I'm asking you to do the same. So let me pray for you as we get ready to close this out. And I'm gonna pray that God will help us to trust Him, that whatever doubts are in our minds, God will help us to alleviate that. Why don't you close your eyes and pray with me. Heavenly Father, God, we know that we got trust issues. We all have trust issues. And God, you don't owe us anything, but we thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you that in spite of that, you are willing to help us grow in our trust. And so Lord, we just ask, remove the things that doubt, remove the areas in our life that are struggling to trust you, God. Maybe we trust you wholeheartedly in one aspect of our life, but there's another aspect where we have doubts and we struggle to trust you, God. I pray that every aspect of our life, everything that makes us up will be wholeheartedly put into your hands, that we would trust you, just like my daughter trusts me. Lord, as your children, may we trust you, God, our Father in heaven who loves us, who cares for us, who wants what's best for us, God. Lord, I just pray, help us, Lord to remove all doubt, to not allow ourselves to go half-hearted, and to fully trust you and love you the way you love us. Father, we thank you. We thank you that even in the midst of difficult times, we know you are there. We thank you that your word guides us. We thank you that your spirit is with us. Lord, I just pray, continue to help us to trust you, especially when the times get difficult, because you are worthy to be trusted. We love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, Excel. I love you. I'll see you next week.